Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is a massive Hotline League, one unlike any that we've ever had before. All other Hotline Leagues have been shit in comparison to this one because LCS kicked off, Summer Split has occurred, and we've got a lot to talk about. There's some teams that are undefeated, probably not the ones you would expect. I was shocked of with the list of teams that are undefeated. I expected all those teams to go 0-3. Anyway, uh, we've got... For a special guest here, who I will introduce momentarily, but first, my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Good. I uh, When you said that all the other episodes were shit, have we had Vulcan on before? No. I think this is the okay. first time. You haven't That's been on, I... right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was hoping he had been on before and that you had accidentally insulted him. Uh, bummer. I'm doing good. It was a busy weekend. All three days I was on uh, the broadcast, so that was quite a bit to do. Uh, hey, you look like you're out. good. What's uh, going on? You're struggling. What's happening right now? Uh, you're crashing at the start of the show. Play Pokemon Go. Reinstalled that again. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Why did you reinstall? Oh, because you want to be active. Because me and Ashley are going on walks, and it's a great way to just space out. While you okay, why out. haven't you? Because I am trying to go on walk. Like I went on a hike this past weekend, but I've been going. I went on a walk before the start of the show. We're right next to each other. Why aren't we all going why, on walks why don't, together? Why don't you invite me on your walks? Do you want the answer? Yes. Do you want the... Ch we don't want to walk with you. Why? Because you're not a part of our relationship to go... <laughs> get away I, from I us. just feel like it's it's been a while now that the three of us have been spending a lot of time together, and... I'm a little disappointed that I continually feel like I'm the third Dude, wheel. This is the most awkward way to start Hotline League. Get We're joined right now by Vulcan. Vulcan, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah. I was good before this conversation happened <laughs> while I was on the call, but other than that, I'm pretty good. Okay. You just went 3-0 uh, and o this past weekend. Uh, congratulations on that. Were you surprised at all? Um, no, not too surprised. I don't think... Uh, even, even though we have like the MSI nerf and we didn't have much practice, I feel like um, the meta is fine and we obviously got the experience for MSI, so I don't, I didn't think we would struggle too much right off the bat. So um, yeah, I mean, I would have been fine with like a two-one-two, so two-zero is pretty nice, like a quick bonus yeah. win every game. Well, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, what were there any any learnings or big lessons from you this past weekend? Are there any any surprises? Obviously. You're happy with a 3-0, but were you surprised by any of the other results or any of the things that occurred? Yeah, I thought the C9 game would be much easier. I don't know what happened with this Fiora flash go drinking my whole team. <laughs> um, I was surprised that it was like that hard against C9 specifically, but other than that, no, it kind of went as expected. Yeah. Nice. Uh... Did you think at all, like a lot of people were concerned about like the MSI hangover for you guys. Was there, and you had the interview about the durability patch update. Was there at all difficult or was it just like, we, we were joking about the ways that you like fight off a real life hangover where it's like, just take another shot. Is that basically what you guys did where you're like, yeah, we're just not going to take a break. So that way we're not out of practice. Kind of, we, we did mention about how we will like take it slower and like pace ourselves, right? Because it's going to be a long summer split and we are thinking about ways to like slow down our practice and, and not go too hard. Um, but I mean, the biggest worry was dropping games to like some of the bottom tier teams. And then you have to worry about your seeding going to playoffs, but just the fact that we went through zero makes it so much easier. And no, I feel like the patch, there's some changes. The main things are like, you can't really dive bot anymore, which is pretty boring, 
but other than that, I feel like the game is played in a very similar way. Uh, so, no, no. Yeah, I feel like the hangover, we just drink some, uh, what is it? People drink eggs and stuff, like raw eggs. I think we just did that and then we're good to go. <laughs> that's the that's a, that's a way you guys approach? Yeah, I just, uh, okay. I've gotten a few raw eggs in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've learned something about EG's approach to training. That's fascinating. Uh, okay, well. Gamer Doc's going to come on here and be like, no? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Not medical advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not medical advice. Well, okay, so we are going to talk about uh, summer split starting. Uh, Vulcan, I assume you've not watched players yet, right? I haven't, no. Okay, so we won't talk about that. Mark and I are going to do a, um, a every week I think we're going to be doing a episode of kind of like a rewatch, not rewatch, a recap and summary and opinions and what do they call those things, Mark, where people watch Reviews? We're going to review something uh players and we'll be recording one of those tomorrow so uh, we'll do it after resident refresh so uh feel free to to talk about players with us tomorrow and maybe somebody can call in if they want to uh, after the first or first four episodes are out but vulcan will not have much to talk about um and then you know speaking we were speaking a little bit about eg going 3-0 but i i was looking and i'm pretty sure all four of the major regions are all undefeated so far in their return, which is unconventional to say the least. Any idea why that is, Mark? Uh, I can't actually think of a good one because MSI was in Korea. So for the Western teams, they had to travel a fair amount. There was a big patch, as big of a patch as you're going to get between MSI and, and the season start. So I don't know. I guess... Uh, I guess what you would say is they did not get lucky in playoffs. Maybe that's the problem is we normally send these shitter teams to MSI and they're not actually that good, but EG is the real deal. And so is G2 and all those other teams. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know how you'd spin it. As someone who also went to MSI last year, I don't know what to feel about your take. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to flame Cloud9. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm, I'm good. I'm good. You made me change my shirt. I was wearing a Cloud9 shirt before we started recording, and Vulcan said he wouldn't come on camera until I changed my shirt. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't recall. I'm pretty sure we have that in the VOD, if it, even if it's not in the YouTube VOD. So people no one checks that. it. It's behind the show hostage. He donut walled it. You won't be able to see it. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll be talking about all this stuff uh, throughout the episode, of course. Well, Mark, do you want to explain how the show works for people who are maybe tuning in for the first time because Vulcan's here and haven't seen any of the previous episodes? Sure. If you're tuning in because you love Vulcan, this is actually a live call-in show, so you will be able to get on air and speak with him if you get lucky. Go ahead and join the Discord link that I'm spamming in Twitch chat right there. When you get here, go ahead and join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2, the voice channels, meet your microphone. When you get in there, no mouth breathers, please. And then in the Pleb Topics text channel up above, that's where you're going to put your take. If we like it, we'll pull you into the waiting room. We'll hang out until it's your turn to come on air, do a quick mic check, make sure you sound good, and then you'll be here talking to, to Vulcan. Fantastic. I do want to give a shout-out to Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We'll talk more about them later. Uh, but before we get into calls, Mark, uh, yes. Spica thinks you should get fired if... Well, he thinks you should be fired right now, but he's down with waiting till the end of the split. What did you think when you saw that clip? I assume you saw it, Vulcan. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping he gets sixth and we do a team swap. I would love to try and jungle for TSM, and he can try and uh, cast a game. I Everyone mean, wins then. In the interview, he was saying that even if you get sixth, I think he wants, or even if they get sixth, I think he wants you out. 
So but he said top five for sure, and six is splitting the difference. Yeah, but then he then he if you watch more of the interview, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube vod, but he like kind of goes like, oh okay, well at least six, buddy. You know, it's like it's pretty good. So if, if folks that want to see that interview can do that. But it, I mean, it was really fun to see him kind of react to the the rankings. Actually, I was talking to Kobe who got home. He was out of town for a family thing, and so he missed the first week, and he was disappointed that i guess in the graphic from the dive power rankings people did not put his up or his was not on there because he apparently had clg super high and he had uh he had tsm higher than i think you guys and he he felt like his ac his rankings were the most accurate after this weekend and so he was bummed that people didn't see that the tsm one I don't know I'm about that. I wanted to. You got he put, he put EG high. Kobe or Azale nice. and I were worried about the, the EG hangover. Kobe had your back, Vulcan. I don't know. Thank if you, Kobe. You watched yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched, but I'm glad Kobe has my back. <laughs> uh, okay. Is there anything else that we should be taking calls on that I'm forgetting about? Any big, I mean, big announcements? There's the entirety of of week one, so I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. You know what got I think announced last week, and we did not talk about it is that summer finals is in Chicago. Did we, we didn't take any calls about that, right? I don't think so. Should we? I don't know, but I just thought I'd mention it. Um, anything else? Twitch chat, anything else? looks like, looks like it's mostly it. So we can get into the calls right away then since we've got a jam packed episode with Vulcan on, uh, if cool. you are a caller, please make sure that you're putting your topics in the pleb topics channel. And if you are a sub, Make sure that you link your Discord with your Twitch so that you can get access to the Subtopics channel, which moves a little slower, and you can uh, you can get your takes put in there. And it doesn't guarantee that you'll be on, but it does maybe give you a little bit of an edge. Uh, looks like our first caller is just immediately here, Mark. Holy crap. You're Whoa, just, I thought you said go get people. Like a banshee. In. Okay, Sharmuda is here. Sharmuda, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Louisville, Kentucky. From Kentucky. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, well, I kind of just wanted to talk about 100 Thieves and how I think, honestly, that they're just massively overrated. Um, going into Worlds last year, a lot of people were ranking these guys among like the best spot lane in the world. And I think that's really crazy. Uh, even given like Gumiushi's struggles at this last time inside, I think that bot lane like, just completely destroyed them. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to just like look further into how delusional some of these 100 Thieves fans are, given how much um, they're really struggling in the league right now. Um, there's a couple of reasons I, I like thought this. The first was that Huhi looks really bad on anything other than engaged champs. Um, and the disengaging enchanters, which are really strong on this new patch, uh, kind of just counter a lot of those champs a lot. And I think he didn't look very good on Nami. Uh, and this kind of was like a crutch with the Lucian that FBI was playing. But outside of that, I think the rest of the team is also not as strong. Like if you look at Someday, I think they were, he was playing a lot of Narm before he started playing Fiora, but I'm not giving much credence to the Fiora game given Gamsu's slow start this split. Uh, but maybe Fiora will become the Trinomir that he played a lot last season. So if Fiora is strong, maybe they can look for more advantages through topside, but if uh, FBI and who keep playing like they are right now, they're not going to be able to find advantages there. And then obviously when you talk about Abadage and Closer, Abadage hasn't played as well as he did when he first entered the league, and uh, Closer can't 1v9 on Viego anymore since his nerfs um, 
I really think that he relies more on his team to uh, set him up. So just just to help sort of set a bit of a standard in this call, you're saying they're overrated. You mentioned yep. that people were overhyping them at Worlds. They did make finals in spring. I agree. So where I, where do you think they should be rated? Where do you think people are rating them right now, and where do you think they should be rated, if that makes sense? Well, I think I think a lot of the 100 Thieves fans, what I've seen is that they think they're probably top two in the league, and I just completely disagree because given all these problems that they have, I just don't think that the solutions to these problems will happen this split, especially given the changes. Do you think like, they're going oh, okay. to Worlds? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, let's let's get Vulcan in here. First off, with just the bot lane angle, he's saying the bot lane is overrated. Where do you think like the hundred thieves bot lane ranks in in the current LCS? Um, probably third. I mean, with C nine, whatever is going on. I mean, I, I guess we'll see next weekend what happens there. But I feel like even if they're going to play Berserker and Zven, I don't know if they'll be very good right off the bat. Right, so it'll probably take a while. And then I think. Danny and me and Hans and Kor are better. I think I think they're good and they're definitely better than a lot of the other ballings because they're actually proactive and they try to like win the game compared to some other people who just, you know, kinda of sit back and look pretty. <laughs> um so I think they're like they're like good. I I don't I don't know if I'd say they're overrated. I feel like they're pretty good and they do their job. Um I, I don't know anything about Do you I mean do you think he's as good on Enchanters as he is on like Zet whenever he was strong? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I'm not as good as Enchanters as I am on my engaged gems. So, I mean, if people have strengths and weaknesses, I wouldn't say. Um, like Nami is not a champ that's like very hard to play. You just press E and W and then ult at some point in the team fight. I feel like it's kind of weird to say that his Nami is bad. Um. You, the only really skill is like how you use bubble, so I don't know. I didn't see exactly how it went in the game, but I feel like as Nami, it's hard to have skill expression, and in general with anchor, like rage supports, it's just about knowing when to like where to position to not get caught. As you saw in my solo game, I was not very comfortable on the champ and died a few times to Abedageu. Or was it? Um, it was Takui rather, and I got charmed and died. Um, <laughs> but that's more about like knowing that you're squishy as fuck and not getting picked. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's worse on on enchanters that he is on engaged because he plays a lot more engaged. It's more meta for a longer time. Um, yeah. Would you would you have placed him um, at the same rank as like before the durability patch as he would after it? Yes. Uh, he's he's scrapping for like no agree with me. It's, they're 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 overrated. It sounds like more or less you say no. That I, you know, I, I was just more interested on whether he thinks you know like the patch was that impactful because that that's what it comes down to, right? Because with the bot lane, um, with the bot lane changes, like a lot more enchanters are being played. That's no secret. Um, but if that meta shakeup is enough to move like a bot lane down in the rankings, you know, I feel like it's kind of impactful. I think we'll have to see more, probably. Okay. Who, who else, yeah. Mark, do you think could be in that conversation? Because Vulcan is placing them uh, third as a bot lane with with TL and AG. Is there anybody else that you would think is in that discussion? Well, uh, he put the caveat of the C9 bot lane is MIA right now. They're stranded in the wrong continent. We're coming back right? this week, we'll, but yeah. Yeah, Sven was was around the studio. I saw him talking a little bit. Yeah, but like. Um, 
uh, yeah, when when they come back, assuming Sven is is decent in lane, like that should be a strong bot lane. I think Berserk was pretty cracked, and um, I did not have a very high opinion of Winsome, and it was hard on broadcast to like you just didn't look bot lane very much with their team because they were pretty much just like AFK and uh, farming for the most part, and then that 15 minutes, you know, Berserk would turn online or something or 20 minutes, um, so. Uh, maybe it was Berserker's also not good at lane, but I have more of a feeling that like their their bot lane as a whole was just kind of average with Winsome in there. And if if Zven is an upgrade even just in laning phase, I think that they can contest for top two, top three as well, and, and maybe bump Hundred Thieves a little further down. I, I don't know how, what your perception was, or if you've scrimmed C9's bot lane at all um, with like the new iteration Vulcan. If you have a, a teaser on how good you think they'll be or, or anything, I have absolutely no clue. I saw Sven in the studio and I wished him good luck for the game because I didn't realize he wasn't playing. And then he was like, oh, the others are on stage right now. What do you mean good luck? I was like, oh shit, my bad. Did you um, play? He probably thought you were shit talking. I'm like, hey, good luck, dude. It was an accident. I was doing features and then I got out of there and I was like, oh, hey, Sven. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, it, it makes I, you feel any better. Probably... I requested him one of the days too because he was on the forum or whatever. And I was like, oh, nice. oh I guess he's playing. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I feel better now. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't streamed them yet. I'm assuming we'll probably be streaming them this week or next week since I think we're playing them like literally the last game of the season is going to be the second round Robin against C9. So they'll probably be like our main scrim partners for a while now, like the going forward. So I'll see a lot of it and it'll be fun to see what kind of champs event plays. I mean, the, the early expectation for me looking at 100 Thieves is like, I feel like TL seems to have figured out a lot of shit. I mean, obviously, we're only looking at three best of ones, and then EG seems to have retained their, their position. So it, it feels like 100 Thieves might have slipped down to third, but it's like it's really tough to look at the rest of the league right now and be like, oh, these other teams are better than 100 Thieves, which is why I think I have a bit of a struggle with saying they're overrated. Like, if you want to say, Color, that they're overrated and people think they're top two and they're actually, like, top three maybe, but... I mean, is any uh, is anybody feeling like there's no chance that they're not at least top three right now? Um, I think I think my take was kind of weird in that I I was kind of using the frame of reference of worlds like last year, um, but given like this split, I don't know exactly where everybody would rank. Um, Hundred Thieves, I know Vulcan just said uh, third, but um, you know I would think probably four or five at least. Gotcha. Well, I would if you're mostly looking at worlds, I would say color. Unfortunately, you're about nine months too late because uh, we've moved on from worlds you know, 2021. You know, you're right. This this a lot of this is my first time calling. It. It's a lot of pent up anger at, at all that you know. But, um... <laughs> well, therapist Vulcan is here to help. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Either way, Thanks. we appreciate okay. we appreciate you, color. Sharmuda, uh, <laughs> anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, yeah, shout out my boy Joey, shout out my boy Kermit, and uh, I listen to the show every day, or, or not every day, but like every week. Just no, you can say every day. Over. I like the idea that you're looping it, like you finish it in the first two days those and views. you go back and listen to it again. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably a little bit weird. Like, oh my god, Ophelia just got released, but I'm listening to it on Tuesday. But, Either uh, way, thank you, Sharmuda, <laughs> for, for the call. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Yeah. Okay, off to the next caller thank you to uh darko death rico suave uh no deck gifted a, a sub to mark rennie the croc kanoke the t-bone jordan jordan for 50 months uh ahili 
Cubby, uh, the Arm Zero, Parker, and I miss Infinite Crisis. Damon Valkyrie for one year. Trevor Monreal for sixteen months. There's more. We'll get into those in just a second. But Mark should be returning here with our first caller or second caller, first caller after the, the first one. That's how I like to think about it. Uh, okay, here we go. Dr. Professor Sergeant Mr. J. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, you can just call it Dr. Prof or something like that. Dr. Prof. Uh, yeah, we were going to see your name every single time, so I'm glad that you're giving us the short version. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington. And you're a little quiet. I cranked you up to 200%, but if you're able to get a little closer to the microphone, that would be nice. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my take is that both Shifter and Cutie, uh, Cutie Pie should have been let into uh, Challenger Q. I think like they both, uh, from what I've heard, uh, grinded to Challenger um, off stream, and <laughs> I, and I, I think the fact that both Shifter and Medios are allowed, including Devil Lift, like they're not washed to some extent. Clearly, they want to demonstrate like the competitive spirit. Uh, uh, I, I think it's a shame that they weren't allowed in Champions Q. So uh, I was just laughing at Vulcan's eyebrows shooting up and his eyes darting back and forth. Uh, so a couple different things here. One, uh, you're still a little quiet. So just to make, you know, just in case anybody have a hard time hearing, uh, the idea is that Cutie and Shifter should still be or should be able to get into Champions Q because they did all this grinding and they're still good and it would be good for the queue, et cetera, et cetera. Vulcan, why did you deny their applications to Champions Q? Well, first of all, I think it's unfair to compare Cutie and Shifter who've last played LCS in, in what, 2016 or something? Maybe Shifter a bit later, but uh, to Doublelift who won LCS like two years ago, right? And a year and a half ago. Um, so that's a weird comparison to make in my opinion. And I thought didn't Cutie quit League and like start streaming some other game for a long time and and same for Shifter they're like streaming variety now. I mean even though they're able to hit Challenger I think uh, these days it's not very impressive and mm, I guess they do have some experience in team play so maybe they would be like a fan, fine addition but I unfortunately Marks I have no uh, control over their application process so it, it wasn't me personally. Oh, okay. Well, here, I, I don't know if you saw this, Mark. If it was in my power, but I, it wasn't me. <laughs> Mark, did you see the, the reply from Phil from the LCSPA? Oh, no, I didn't. I just saw the Reddit thread and like looked around at that for a little bit. Did, did yeah. they respond to this? Yes. Yeah, so Phil, who we've Ooh. had on the show previously, said, LCSPA executive director here. This is on Reddit. The gameplay team at Riot controls who is allowed to play in Champions Queue. The PA and LCS teams both want all qualified players in for the same reasons you do, and we advocate for more slots, but it is not our decision ultimately. The gameplay team weighs the impact on solo queue when determining expansion, which is at their sole discretion. Damn. So, it is not the Players Association. It's funny because the, the Reddit thread just hard flames like the Players and the Players Association and everything like that. But it is actually like the Riot gameplay team who is uh, blocking this from happening, presumably. Um, which I, I think is pretty I, disappointing. I, I thought it was Core JJ. 
I thought for sure he was at the I heard head this, of it. I heard the same. I heard yeah. just, he had a green and a red button, and he just pressed the red one. <laughs> uh, that'd be so much better if you just have to impress Core JJ to get into Challenger queue. Is there any better qualification system than Core JJ saying fine? Did, did am I crazy in thinking that Core replaced Cutie Pie on Dig like way back in the day? Uh, I think you have that right. Yeah, I love I love the idea. Just like you know. Almost a decade later, he's still cucking cutie by preventing him from getting into it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Okay, so um, I no, I think it's crazy that they can't get in. I think it's really an issue because one of the biggest complaints with Champions Queue right now, to my understanding, is the queue times. And bringing in more players, especially those that are qualified, would be good. I also think, like, uh, look, part of the reason LCS and League used to be much bigger in at least from like an entertainment perspective in North America is because you had these different streamers on there. If cutie and shifter were felt to be qualified candidates to become part of the league uh, or started to become part of champions queue and to be able to stream that to their considerable audiences. And I think there'd be a decent amount of people that would watch them doing this. I think that could also be good for the league. And then like, if there are players that are out playing them, on their stream and their amateur academy players, those players start to get notoriety. Like this is a win all around. And so it's like, it's one of those things where it's very frustrating because I mean, they've already limited how much champions queue is on and the hours that it's available. And so these concerns or fears about like long-term really painful damage to the solo queue experience, I think is pretty, Lackluster, well, especially because from what I understand, Cutie and Shifter then stopped playing League because they were like not able to get in. So it's not like you're removing them from the. They're getting. Well, there's not. They're not going to be there. So, anyway. yeah, Whoopley in chat responded said actual context in case anyone's curious. We didn't decline them. We just didn't end up accepting applications because we wanted to start small at launch to make sure we had a stable launch. It was pretty sad to hear about the news because we didn't realize they were grinding for it. So it sounds like no one that wasn't associated with Pro Collegiate Academy amateur teams got in but it, i don't know if that's true or but i or still not. feel like that's a mistake because like here are here are qualified candidates presumably qualified i think vulcan just said he would let them in so vulcan no, would let w- them in what he just said that he wouldn't oh you yeah, wouldn't let them in yeah Travis, I, mean, I, haven't se- I haven't seen them play but i'm assuming i missed that last part at the end okay did. never mind they're not qualified yeah. Did I'm good on Whoopley for personally blocking them from getting in these Did you fucking hear imposters. Vulcan say he doesn't want these fucking clown streamers in his games when he's trying to learn? When they're just going to be troll picking for the Keck W's in chat? That's what he said word for word. I missed that part. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like that. I said it very <laughs> fast. That's why. Um, okay, well, I disagree with Vulcan. I, Vulcan, let me... Well, let's get into this then. Like... One of my frustrations with hearing players talk about Champions Queue is that players frequently seem frustrated by they want shorter queue times. They don't they don't always feel good about the level of the players that are on their teams or competing against them, and those two things are kind of like at odds with each other, right? You either need to let more people in, which might lower the average skill level of the player, or you need to. Um, like have longer queue times to prevent more people who suck from being able to participate. And in both these situations, it still feels like that would be better than the solo queue experience uh, in 
you know the regular environment. Am I wrong in this? Is solo queue really better than champions queue? If like queue times are too long on champions queue, or if the players that end up on your team are not good enough? It's not, but it's also it's also the comfort of playing uh, queue up in solo queue. That's always going to be a big thing for for pro players, like the ability to just press the one button. And then I also prefer when I play solo queue to not be in or like even champions queue. I prefer if there was no voice comms, right? And I'm one of the not many players who prefer that, just because I think I'm already communicating with my team the whole day. I mean, during the off season, I, I understand wanting to go on comms, but after scrims, if I'm going to be playing Champions Squad, I'd rather not be in voice comms and just focus on playing the game and having like a fiesta game where everyone's fighting instead of everyone's using comms and then it's like a super slow game where you barely fight very much. I feel like that's just not the most efficient way of approaching Champions Queue, maybe. Um, and then I feel like if we're going to add players, we should add maybe more players who are up and coming and want to like actually grind and go pro rather than players who've done that before and are like past that and are doing it for content now. Um, which, I mean, I, I guess you can say that that's like double we've got in and he's doing it for content maybe, but he also was kind of thinking about returning to pro play recently. So um, I don't know. I mean, definitely there should be more players because the queue times are kind of annoying. Um, so letting players in would be good. I just, I guess I just don't know what level QD and Shifter are at right now, and if they would be good enough to play Champions Q. We just need to rename it from Champions Q to Content Q, and then let all of them in, and then it, it's fine. I don't know. I oh, go ahead, Connor. Oh, sorry, I had a question. I mean, they implemented like an MMR system now, and I, I feel as if, at least with QD and Shifter, if there's doubt about how good they are, I mean, they quickly will fall on the ladder, and maybe they could be put on some type of probation type thing, like before being uh, accepted, like or accepted with the condition, like hey, if you fall like too much in the MMR system, you're out because you guys aren't like former pro or you guys aren't pros currently. So bring relegation to Champions Q, Re relegate these suckers if they suck too much. I mean, I, I mean, that's I, happened. I, th I think we people have been kicked out for sucking too much because I think they were letting in amateur subs, and then sometimes the amateur subs would be like D3 players, so then they ended up getting kicked out. So I think, I mean, that, that could be a, a thing that works, just testing them out. But it sounds like Riot's just not handing enough accounts, right? And they're not prioritizing that right now, which is... Can they play know, like a fair. promotion series or something like that? You bring them in and make them play five <laughs> games, and if they win three of the five, they get to stay? And if not, they're out? That would be great content. I know it's not supposed to be about content, but you schedule these games for these people, and you try to, like, they have to stream, they get to stream them as, like, fucking trying to make it into Champions queue. This is the series to keep me here. <laughs> I think that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Dr. Professor, uh, thank you so much for calling. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, yeah, I know my mic is quiet, so I apologize about that. Um, shout out to Alien Bear. I, I You've gotten progressively quieter over the call, too. Uh, but go ahead and see if you can question. Thank <laughs> He's just slowly backing away from his microphone. Okay, uh, I'm actually like right in front of my mic, too, so it's... Some, some weird issue. You ha I have but you yeah, at 200%. Alienware, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a monitor, and so I always check, like, your site and your, using your discount to see what's available. 
So, yeah. Thank you. That's a perfect lead into my uh, ad here in a second. So thank you, Dr. Professor, for the call. And we will catch you next time. Thanks. Peace. Okay. Hello, everyone. Time to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Okay. So we're doing, we're running an experiment right now. We're running an experiment with Alienware, um, which I would love your, all of your help with. So we've changed things up. So alienware.com slash Travis, it, it previously landed to on a fancy, fancy uh, landing page previously. And uh, we'll probably try to bring that back in the future. But we're exploring a system because a lot of folks, you know, we have the code. It's always in the, the YouTube description of all my videos. If you want to go take a look at it, we change it once a quarter. But it gets you 10% off a lot of their products. But it can't get you 10% off all the, the the new, 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 new stuff. Sometimes it's limited on a couple of things. It's just the way it is. Uh, but there's been a lot of folks who have been saying like, hey, I still want Travis to get credit or benefit or something like that, even if I'm buying one of these products where like maybe it's already on sale, maybe it's whatever. So we're going to be trying, we're running this limited test where if you go to alienware.com slash Travis and you purchase something through that link, there's a chance, uh, and this would become permanent in the future, that that would see a direct benefit back to Travis Gafford Industries, uh, which is something we haven't really done with them in the past, but it would be the, the idea where you know that a portion of what you are purchasing returns back to Travis Gafford Industries, especially if you're purchasing, I think it's in the US or Canada, North America. So it's it's an interesting thing we're doing right now. So I, I just have one big request, which is that for the next couple months, if you are thinking about purchasing an Alienware computer, one, Try to use my code as always. Always try to use my code. It's in the YouTube descriptions of all my videos when you're checking out. But if you really want to make sure that I'm getting credit, please also make sure you go to alienware.com slash Travis. I've said it a million times before. Hopefully folks will remember alienware.com slash Travis and purchase your product through that link. Um, and it's actually gonna help us out a ton if you do that. So uh, please, please give that a try. It's something we're testing with them. Um, and I would really love it if uh, folks can try and do that for me. So either way, thank you so much to everyone who does purchase Alienware products. Um, and if you want to, if you get them and you don't use the link or you order them from another source, you walk into a Best Buy or something like that, feel free to tweet about it. It's always nice to get the credit for it, but that's like a sort of a special thing we are doing right now. So uh, please, again, alienware.com slash Travis. And if this works, it could be pretty big. Um, either way, thank you. Uh, Alienware again for sponsoring the show. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Yep. Okay, off Mark goes. Real Foxy already. one. Thank right. you. He's already in here. Well, okay, that was quick. I miss Infinite Crisis is here. Is Infinite Crisis dead still? Yeah, I I, I check every once in a while just to uh, just to confirm, but it is still unfortunately dead. Is the ser like is the server up? No, like I, you can install it off Steam. No one cares. The reason I bring this up, and uh, because and the reason it's relevant, besides Mark screaming rudely, is that Han went down. I think today or yesterday, and a bunch yeah. of people were tweeting about that, which I thought was interesting. I don't know for folks that have played that. Even the Riot account replied to Han going down. So, I miss Infinite Crisis. Where are you calling from? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha. Well, welcome that. to the show. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to Sorry. talk about on the show? Um, so f first and foremost, um, I I'm going to be a little bit of a spoil sport, uh, Vulcan. So sorry, but I don't think EG is going to make worlds. Really? 
Yeah, um, I I've, I keep seeing this dialogue um, like on broadcast and on Twitter all over the place that um, right after MSI, it's you know there's that hangover, but a lot of teams if they're good can ramp back up at the right time, and I think because they're hitting we're the ground good running, right now, so we're gonna miss worlds. <laughs> yeah, basically, dude, you're cracked. Well, I can change that if you want us to to make worlds, and I, I can just start running it down, and then we'll be like, that's you know, even well, when that, we're that actually well, we leads into my, my question. My question specifically for you is, what's your, what would be um, your favorite unorthodox support that you could play on stage? Um, unorthodox. Like uh, like a pancake. I, I used to play, you know? yeah. No, I used to play Leeson back when Sidestone was a thing. I used to play Leeson support. That was pretty fun. But now that Sidestone was removed, it's kind of boring. How, so, how does this relate to the vague question? So in order to make worlds, Vulcan has to pick Leeson support and kill himself, and they need to go zero two next week. I think it's the I, caller's I angle. I, I need several weeks. I need I need like uh, I need I need several uh, one in one weeks, and then you gotta just turn it on right before playoffs, just like you did last time. Okay, so wait. Uh, Infinite anyways, Crisis. Back, back to, to the take. Back to the take. Why do you think it is that a team doing well now will not make worlds? Burnout. Ah. Okay, so see, this is good. Like, you you got there eventually, but yeah, this is not the first time that uh, this has been brought up with relation to them to EG. I think I'm looking right now. I'm trying to see if I think Parth put this in one of his. Uh, his like hot takes or something he was talking about uh if if they can't get their burnout fixed or something or maybe it was in his twitter thread but there's a lot of discussion about like how eg should take it very easy coming back from this because well, there's a concern that you guys will burn out uh vulcan and if this is something that we always we obviously saw danny tweeting about it and uh talking about how tired he was after msi so how are you guys managing this? Is there any kind of threat? Are you guys not taking time to, to take a break? How's it going? Yeah. Well, the first thing is that, um, Collar, the only thing you look at is the result. And you have no idea how much preparation we went into and if like, we are actually running into burnout because we actually didn't practice very much, right? We had a vacation until the 10th is when we came back to LA. So then mm -hmm. we had like ride content and stuff like that. So we had three days of scrims. Um, it's hard. I wouldn't say that three days of scrims before a LCS season is too much work. Um, and the fact that we're able to win even with so little practice and preparation maybe goes to show that we can actually make worlds and it's actually <laughs> a good sign rather than a bad one. And I just worry for I, you guys. Yeah, I mean, I was there last year. I played. I'm basically having like the same year as I was having last year where I went to lock-in finals, lost there one spring, went to MSI. I went a bit further at MSI this time, so that's a bit more games. Um, so I've been there before. I know what burnout is and I'm aware and we know to pace ourselves and not be going too hard um, during the break week, I think in the middle of July at some point, we're thinking about maybe taking some days off then because if we have a good record, um, we will probably need some time off because we are all very aware of burnout and keeping, you know, track of ourselves and stuff. So um, we're monitoring that and yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think it's weird to just see the result and be like, oh, 3-0? Well, they're they're doomed. They shouldn't have won those games. <laughs> well, I, I think it especially speaks well given that the teams you beat were all top half teams from last split. FlyQuest 4th, C9, or FlyQuest 5th, C9 3rd, and uh, 100 Thieves, obviously, finalist teams. So, like, it's not like these were scrubs that you guys managed to beat while, you know, out of practice a little bit. And that's why I think even to the caller's point, to, be like, look at the teams. I mean, C9 is, we can debate how good C9 is right now. Maybe we'll get a call about, like, you know, how much is the bot lane sub or whatnot. But, like, at the very least, these are decent teams that they're taking down. So, I'm definitely not worried. I think a lot of us put EG lower in the power rankings because the way we do power rankings is, like, end of regular season prediction, mostly. So, like, people put, I put EG fourth or third, third. Put EG third. Um, but I was saying... Of the teams, they're who I'm most confident to make worlds in. I just wouldn't be surprised if they start slow, if they just like don't don't give a shit like too much about their record out the gate. But a 3-0 makes me go, all right, well, they're just ahead of schedule. Not like, oh, they're fucked. <laughs> That's not, it's I think it, you should be happy if you're an EG fan. You see them go 3-0 on opening weekend. And also on that point, we also have another chance to take it even easier because if we have the first weekend 0-3, then that is so much more stressed because we'll be going to the next week of practice with so much more stress right because we actually have to turn our record around we have to think about playoff seating and now we are actually chilling so hard because we started 3-0 and we're already in first place we can actually pace ourselves even more and and relax more right so so how how hard are you crazy. chilling this week like are you guys working at all are you going to the beach like we were mean... planning on going to the beach uh today but we're gonna go next week and i haven't looked at our scrim schedule but i'm assuming we're gonna scrim for the next four days and and probably i don't know try to play new champs and stuff but it should be pretty pretty chill okay so you guys are just, you're gonna have fun maybe play some tft just oh, relax yeah. not really focused what, what is what is the vulcan's de-stress what do you what do, what's you what do you do to when you're burnt out after a long day of scrims and you hate your teammates what's the de-stress move i go on a walk around the office it's a nice area and i can walk and listen to music and it's nice outside play pokemon go dude it's, it's a bang <laughs> I'll get away from video games by going outside with the Vulcan. Video game uh, <laughs> you go on walks. Are you looking for anybody to walk with? I guess Travis, no one wants to walk yes. with you, dude. <laughs> Don't pressure them publicly on a show. They're gonna say yes, and then you're gonna get ghosted. <sighs> Story of my life. Okay, Infinite Crisis. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh yeah. Shout out Grubhub. Uh, shout out Vulcan. I've been a big fan since your clutch gaming days. Not that big. And... You're saying I'm going to miss worlds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I'm so sorry for doubting you. Um, okay. and then shout out my friends, uh, John and Tyler. They have a podcast. It's called couch company. Check it out. Thanks guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the call. We'll catch you next time. See ya. I always wonder if that, like, does anybody, oh, Mark left. I, either way. I wonder if somebody like hears Oh, this guy's got his friends have a podcast. I got to look this up. I got to listen to this podcast right now. Like, is how many more viewers or listeners does this person get because their friend shouted them out on this? Oh, uh, no offense to anyone, but I will not be checking out this podcast or his friend's podcast. <laughs> you haven't even watched players yet. You need to watch players. Yeah, Everyone I'm should, behind, yeah. All I, the I players should watch it. it. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It is, it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, where are we? Thank you, Penguin Buddy fifteen for the eleven months. Uh, Medalist, uh, Thiggity Thor, as well. Uh, Mark should be here just any second. 
There uh, you go. Sorry about that. Oh, there we go. Lucid is here. Lucid, where are you calling from? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my take was that Core JJ is the most overrated player currently in the LCS. And this is for multiple reasons. Um, not to say that he's bad, like somebody being overrated doesn't mean they have to be bad or that they're not even the best player in their position. But everybody seems to look at him as this other godly, like nobody can touch him player, that he is by far the best player. And after a double lift left the team, he still can't win a split and can't do anything without him. So I just haven't seen any proof after double lift left with all these super teams built around him that he's actually this amazing player that can carry a team in a league. Mark, did you I, pull I anybody after this uh, that has anything other than somebody's overrated or they're going to lose? There's plenty of other takes. I just, it's the order that you pull them. Yeah. I'm not pulling. You're pulling them. It's the order you're pulling them. It's I don't pay funny. attention to the order I pull them. Anyways, welcome. What were you going to say? Yeah, I have a few thoughts. So I think Cordage is very good. And anything I'm going to say is going to sound as, like, come out as a butter to a little bit as his main competition, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, I but I think, I think there's some fairness in what the caller's saying is in that, like, from my perspective, when I watch the LCS with the casters on, anytime Cordier does something, it's like, whoa, what? Cordier J? And everything is, like, intended and, like, so big brain. And then if he messes up something, it's, like, not mentioned at all. It's, like, sweat stuffed under the rug kind of thing. And then if a different player, let's say when Diamond was in the LCS, he messes up something, it's like, Diamond misses another hook once again. And so, in that sense, I, I can kind of understand what the caller is saying, but Cordy um, is still the best support in the LCS, so I don't know if he's the most overrated. Um, is there but... somebody that you would say is more overrated than him? I can't think of another player that's like rated as a really, really good player. I could have said Bjergsen before this weekend. Damn it. Bjergsen is up there, right? Also, he's, he struggled to win without Peter. Uh, right. So I, I said Bjergsen as a joke, and then Travis said you could argue it because he, he hasn't won without Peter since 2017. Double lift. Um, double lift just carrying all these guys. Bjergsen also didn't have super teams built around him, I wouldn't say. Uh, I was also mostly memeing, and he popped off this weekend. But I will say I, I also had a similar feeling at the start of this split where I was like, man, I think we overrate core JJ. We definitely do act like he's God's gift to fucking support in North America. And I think a portion of it is also just like his off rift game is so good. Like his, his shit talks good. His interviews are funny. Uh, he's like helping the NA players association. You know, he's like doing all this stuff. He's nothing but goodwill. Um, and then I watch him hit like double bubbles in the lane. And then I'm like, I test wise, God, am I, am I like, I just like, every time I think about doubting him, I, he has a nutso weekend. So I, I don't know. Overrated. Vulcan. There was, well, there was a recent all pro where core got like first or second in a regular, in a pretty like mediocre year for him was that like last summer i forget there was an all pro where people were like how did he win it even though there were like a bunch of other really great supports at the time and and it, it felt like summer it was also and also this spring where he didn't play the whole split and people were kind of upset that he got it 
first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After like ALS subbing in for so many games. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, remember yeah. last summer. I, last summer I was surprised that he actually because I think he did win it, and I was kind of surprised that he got it. I think Core is one of those situations where like Core is usually the best support, but he has these dips frequently, or fr or not so frequently, some sometimes. And then nobody notices the dips or like it becomes not really like discussed where it's like, okay, he kind of had like a rough split or whatever. And then people kind of do sweep that under the rug. Maybe uh, he still makes all pro. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if people saw the opening TL game game intro on Friday, but I was like trying to increase the pressure on team liquid being like you guys like team liquid for three straight years has like gone, hasn't won a championship since 2019 summer. Vulcan's won more championships since then than Core JJ has in his career. You know, like, I was trying to, like, turn up the heat on these guys. Like, go win a championship. Like, you're fucking the Yankees. You're this super team. You're throwing fat stacks around, and you go, don't win any titles. Go to Worlds, 3-3, three and three, bust her out, and knock it out of group stage. You know, it's like, that's, that was the trajectory it felt like this team was on again after getting reverse swept in spring and then swept by eg in the lower bracket i was like god is this just going to be like the same team for the, like the fourth year in a row and i want to see them dominate and then they fucking go out in perfect game immortals they look so good in their 3-0 and i'm like shit i was trying to like don't get baited again mark I, i'm, I'm in regular season. they look so good they look so good I, do you, do you I, think I, they heard your speech mark and then that was what inspired them to play better Pro probably not, but like I was gearing up for that, and then I was like, "Ah, shit!" But I'm still gonna push the narrative that Vulcan has won more titles recently, and like uh, the core JJ overrated angle question mark. I don't know, Vulcan. I'm do actually... you think you're, do you think you're better? Or and like even in you can make the case if you want that it's not all about like how nasty you are in lane phase. Maybe it's about how you work with your team off the rift. Like you help level the team up you spend time vod reviewing and stuff and like i i don't know because i think a lot of people just like you, you kind of said just default core jj number one all pro unless like he actually fucking insit for multiple games in a row i think I can, I can play better at times i have better games than he does sometimes and maybe overall like if you look at it um over like a long period of time maybe he's better than me but i think i can still you know show up in a game and play better than him and um, he's a world champion and I'm just a random French Canadian guy. So I'm fine <laughs> with like, I'm fine with being on a similar level than him and, and beating him out sometimes. And he's always on the super star lineups that have the like biggest wallet in the LCS and I'm not, and I'm always competitive with him. So I don't know. I'm chilling. I, I think he's very good. Um, I'm glad that he's here cause I think he makes me better, but, uh, he's overrated. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> That was my my second take after the the rest of this talk was, do you guys actually think that Vulcan would have done better on some of these super teams than Core JJ has? Because due to Vulcan's performance in these past few years with the ADCs he's had, I personally think that Vulcan would have improved those teams over Core JJ. He's been playing with a bunch of ADCs that are subpar to the ADCs that Core JJ had last year. I would say it was probably Core JJ's worst year he's ever played. When he was playing with an ADC that's a rookie, hasn't ever, like, wasn't the superstar ADC. Every time he looks good, he's with the best ADC in the LCS or one of the best ADCs in the LCS. Well, to be fair, um, I, okay, I don't know if I want to say this, but Tactical, <laughs> Tactical looked much better with Core than he's looking now on TSM. and. 
Uh, it's not. I don't mean that as shade too tactical, but it seems like um, Evo is making him look very good, right? Uh, when tactical was on TL. I was going to go the other angle with that one where I was saying, like, how does it feel to win these championships with these absolutely subpar 80 carries next to you, like Danny like and Danny? Sven? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you must be hard carrying if you're winning with those shitters. Oh, yeah, they were Breaking so bad. Match. I was just doing everything. They were, like, not saying a word. I was saying absolutely everything. I was telling them where to click, what to do in You'd reach fights. over and press their buttons for them when you needed yeah, to. Yeah, I would. I would, yeah. If you match Danny and Sven to double if and Hansama. I would say that that double look and Hansama both beat out the person they're competing against in those. In I those thought we were talking about how things have gone since yeah. double lift departed, though, caller. I'm sorry. I said I thought we were talking about how things have gone for core after double lift departed. Yeah, but then I made that second take about. If I mean, to to to, to lose its point. On that team. Yeah, to lose its point. If you put Vulcan on the 2019 rosters, that one. But that was part of that four peat, you know. Like, wouldn't they still have one? I think is the caller's point, you know. Like, and not in spring, I was shit. But in summer, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's at least like debatable to the caller's point, you know. Like, it's it's closer than uh, at the very least it has probably been made out to be in in recent years. Well, thank you so much, Lucid, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we uh, take a quick break? Uh, shout out Alienware, all the normal stuff, Grubhub and everything, and shout out Vulcan. Please stop rating yourself lower than Core JJ. You're right on that same level as him. Thanks, I appreciate it. Catch you later, so thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay, we are taking a quick break to talk not about a sponsor. I am not what being paid at all by this sponsor, and yet I am going to brute force it anyway because They've been wasting their money in so many other places. I've seen fucking the most formulaic tweets coming out from these Team Liquid players and other players. Speaking of players, go fucking watch Players. It's a really good show. Uh, the creators behind it, Dan and Tony, spent so much time trying to make this show incredibly authentic. There's, It's like, in so many ways, I feel like a love letter to the League of Legends fandom like the lcs fandom especially for players that have been or fans that have watched for a long time but even people who've watched in more recent years the show is really good and riot and paramount are fucking dropping the ball by just having the world's worst goddamn marketing campaign around this thing nobody knows about it and uh and it drives me crazy i'm like posting it to reddit i'm like tweeting about it i'm trying now i'm giving them free advertisement on hotline league the creators who worked on the show deserve and the writers there's some wonderful writers that worked on the uh, from the right side deserve people watching this thing because they put so much effort into it how many times have you watched a goddamn video game show or movie or show or movie that has video game stuff in it and you've been like this doesn't make any fucking sense or this is not how it works or whatever the opposite is true here they just went incredibly true to form with it and i hate that people are not um watching it in part because people don't know that it's it's so good um, I'm sorry, Travis. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Fucking Vulcan it, hasn't watched it yet. No. Okay, so some people are like, oh, it's on Paramount Plus. Okay, I get it. It's not Netflix. You might not already have a, uh, subscribe, a subscription already. Go to the the YouTube channel. The, again, Paramount Plus sucks at marketing stuff, and so they've uploaded the first and second episodes there for free. But last I checked, they did not label which ones were first 
episode and which one was second episode. So I went in and commented below each video to let you know which is the first and second video. You can watch it. You just look for my comment underneath. Uh, and then you can use code PLAYERS to get one month free of Paramount+. Plus. Use code PLAYERS. And the great thing is, is if you use code PLAYERS, people will, like Paramount+, Plus will be like, oh shit, we're getting all these new signups, even if you're not paying them. We're getting all these new signups because of this show. And then even though a lot of people have Paramount Plus for like Star Trek or whatever, they'll be like, maybe we should give it a second season because so many people are signing up with players. Don't go use fucking torrent sites unless it's not available in your region, which I know is like a really annoying thing because people like these creators deserve to see that like a lot of people are watching the show. And if you're using torrent sites, it's whatever you can get it for free. I have literally considered buying. They're not going to sleep with you, bro. Paramount Plus gift cards. Shut the fuck up, Mark. I want the show to do well. Um, I've literally considered buying Paramount Plus gift cards just to give it out to people because it's it's good. Uh, you've seen it, Mark. You think it's really good. I think it's really good. I, I've really been enjoying it, and I cannot wait for the weekly episodes. I made a mistake. It's one episode a week, and I think there's 10 total. And so if you do the month thing now, you will end up having to pay. So if you want to be like super metagamey about it, you should wait like another week or two. But one or two more weeks. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you can go watch. Yeah, you can go watch the first two episodes free on YouTube, and then like in a week or two, sign up with Code Players. Jules Super HD, for instance, who is a frequent commentator in the chat, and normally I like Jules, just said, "I'm gonna torrent. I ain't paying for more subscriptions." Again, wait a week or two, and then just fucking use Code Players because not only are you getting it for free. But then you're also using the code that's going to enable them to think like we should give this thing a second season. It's really fucking good. Go watch it. I'm tired of people being idiots. And by idiots, I mean people at Riot and Paramount who are doing such a terrible job of promoting this fucking show. Anyway, we're ready for the next caller. Mark, you want to go grab them? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, shout out to some more subs. Captain Main Guy. Uh, 44 Caliber Brain Surgery. Jimmy Bowden. Mint Gelato, Croissant, Mesh Terry, Serenus, Cheval, Hello. Cygnus, and Oh My God, Joseph Joestar. Thank you for the subs. Closer by Tomorrow is here. Where are you calling from? Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. What do you want to talk about on the show? I had a question for Vulcan, uh, mostly about how is it playing with a quote-unquote rookie ADC like Danny versus you know a veteran ADC like Zven or you know even an ADC like Cody on Clutch. And, you know, more specifically, like an international event, you know, what, what's the, what's the team atmosphere around that? Well, the biggest difference is for Zven specifically is that Zven had a lot more basically matchup knowledge on a bunch of different lanes, just because he has so much more experience and he's been, uh, playing every meta, right? Basically. Um, and then he's much newer. So E, for example, never played Callisto before this meta, and he picked it up pretty fast, which is very impressive, and I think he's very good at picking up champs fast. Um, maybe that's like the young fingers. It's pretty OP. Um, but basically, he just doesn't know sometimes. He just lacks the knowledge, and um, Sven will be like, oh yeah, this lane, we do this, that, crash this wave, pull, stack drag, whatever, and he'll have like a, a line that he wants to play and, and a win condition that he wants to play through, and Danny just doesn't have that yet, so. Uh, which that's the biggest thing. And then for Cody, I don't remember what it was like to play with Cody. <laughs> but he was 
it, it was um, it was kind of similar to to Danny, where we would be like trying to stabilize bot and then show up in team fights and and carry them. So I think play style, Danny and Cody probably. Nice. Vulcan calls Cody forgettable. Wow. <laughs> uh, so so I have a, a bit of a follow up to this. It's only tangentially related, but like at MSI, you guys obviously bumped into some trouble against some of the other bot lanes there. What do you think it was that was leading to that? Was it like matchup knowledge stuff? Or was it more like, oh my God, we just got out, out microed, you know, like their mechanics are so good. Like what, what do you think was, was leading to that? I mean, I think both of those things, yeah, we would get outplayed sometimes. They would like play new matchups that we've never seen before. And also I think Danny had a hard time adjusting to some of the MSI conditions being at, like his first international tournament. Mm. And also, there's the the Peter meme. I don't know if you guys have seen it, where he was on Reddit defending Danny, saying that his oh, play style doesn't work. He's on, a 35, on 35 ping play. Ping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, um, but there's some truth to it that he had a harder time adjusting, and I, I think you could see that he was um, getting more comfortable as the tournament went on. But um, yeah, I mean, the other ballings, they're just really fucking good, <laughs> and they had you know good matchup knowledge and outplayed us. So yeah. Uh, Mark, short caller, or anything else you wanted to follow up on with this? No, I think that's it, unless the caller had a little follow-up. Yeah, close yeah. Any, any final thoughts? I guess, like, uh, you're talking about how Danny doesn't have the, the matchup knowledge in lane and stuff like that, so do you think once he learns that, he'll be really, really good? I, f I feel like a lot of people are talking about his laning phase, you know, the caster specifically, just calling it out as a major weakness. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's a god at teamfights, and if you, like, follow what he does in teamfights in like every game that he plays you'll see how impressive he is and i mean obviously his main weakness is, is landing phase and it's just about kind of getting more experience and playing different champs and i don't know yeah just playing the game more and he'll play scrims play play stage games you'll learn a lot more and then lanes are just like you figure out what you have to do when you play against that champ and it's it becomes so much clearer and easier when you have an actual plan that you're following and step process that you, you do and if you see that the enemy isn't uh, respecting or like you you will know that they can't do that in in your line I don't know if I'm being followed here or if I'm making sense at all but if you, they do <laughs> something that's not in your line then you can punish them and kill them right and that's the, the kind of thing that will happen if you play a lot of games and get more experience so makes sense did you find a big boost in his confidence after that huge pentakill and that first game versus TL? I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, the whole team's confidence. I, I felt like after that pentakill, the weekend was just over, honestly, because <laughs> TL was, like, obviously kind of tilted after the Baron yield and he stole it and then aced them 2v5. And then uh, I felt like Hunter Cheese was just a bit worse or a fair amount worse than TL, so then... If we 3-0 TL, it's just free for 100 T's. So, yeah, I feel like the whole team got confidence. He probably got a lot as well. So, yeah. Thanks so much. Nice. Closer by tomorrow for the call. Anything you want to shout out um, before we go on to our next caller? Uh, Grubhub, Alienware, uh, my buddy Hunter, and just Vulcan. Just, I was a little bummed when you got, uh, you know, you weren't on C9 anymore, and I'm just very glad you're finding success now. Thank you. Thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. He's speed running us tonight. Okay. Hayden yeah, so Port, to be. thank you for the 18 months. And thank you for gifting a sub as well. Uh, really appreciate the support. 
Mark will be back here in just a moment, and we'll continue on with the show. But a lot of fun callers so far tonight, so thank you, everybody, who's calling in. In fact, I think we might... Mark, we have enough time to pull more people in the waiting room, right? So if people yeah, want to put more takes... I'm still going to pull, like, one or two more, probably. So if, you, yeah, so if you've arrived late... What's that? Emrys, where are you calling from? <laughs> I know. I will get to Emrys in a second. I'm just we trying to make sure that we <laughs> have enough running. content for the show because Mark is uh, ra- rapidly going through everybody. Okay, Emrys, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Clifton, Virginia. Clifton, Virginia. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about how the uh, CLG narrative about them being good is going to die by week three. I'm a big CLG fan. I've been a fan since 2016. But I just think, I mean, they're 3-0 week. Who would they be? Golden Guardians dig in TSM. And the Golden Guardians game was also really, really cringe. Like, contracts, like, as a jungle Viego player, like, when you're when you're at, like, the Baron Pixel at, you know, 13 seconds till your team's soul with no ult and flash, and you're dying there, like, like I, I paused that game and just, like, cringed at it for a solid 20 minutes. It was so bad. Um, and they somehow won the game, too, which makes Golden Guardians, you know, the 10th place team. But CLG is a team that's, like, trying to avoid relegation. Like, they, they're finishing 9-10th, like, every season. And they somehow managed to win three games. Like, Dokla, the brown boy goat. I love Dokla. I think he's a great player. But um, I just don't think it's enough. I think their their potential is so capped, even with players like Contracts and Palafaker and Luger and Poom. They're just... They don't have a player kind of like like Vulcan where they can just reel in these stupid plays. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you t- if you look at EG, like like Vulcan, he's, he's brutally honest. Like he'll like tell you you're being a dumbass, and you know, how, like tell you to do the right thing. Um, I also think a lot of when I was looking at the topics, and that's what kind of like inspired this take. That they're talking about like Seal and C9 is not going to have like narrative. When I looked at the C9 bot lane, I didn't see Berserker and Zven, so their their weak means nothing to me. And I think C9 is also going to uh, Let's be... keep it to one topic at a time. All right, let's... Would uh, you, we're talking would about you CLG. Say... No CLG. Hey, CLG narrative is going to die because the other team's like, narratives are better. Would you say that CLG is overrated based off of right now? I think if there was a secret or like a thing on the dive about pretender contender of the 3-0 teams in this league, everyone's saying that CLG is a pretender. I, I'm glad that yeah, my, uh, what I've learned tonight is everyone is overrated. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Vulcan. I was just saying, my mom knows that too, that CLG is a pretender and us and TL are the contenders. But What, she um, texted you that? Yeah, she did. <laughs> she's, she watches it and she's like, CLG is a pretender. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think CLG will probably drop to being like a middle of the pack team and I don't know, maybe they'll... Maybe they won't be in the lower bracket in playoffs, and they'll have two lives, and you'll see them play two best of fives. Um, I thought this was for hot takes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's I, okay. I mean, it's good. It's a good discussion because I think there is a lot of hype around CLG coming out of this. Like I've, I had like there's a lot of people that are like, wow, like you gotta talk about CLG. Like people are are looking at the three O and they're like, holy shit, CLG, without always looking at who they're playing. So I'm I'm glad that we have this on. Whoa. But, Mark. And no one, I don't think, is going from this weekend being like, CLG's making Worlds, baby, top three, undefeated rest of the split. But I think for most of us, they were eighth place last split. And, like, no no shade at Dokla, but I don't think people looked at that move and were like, yep, that's going to get them over the hump. They're going to be ripping off a 3-0 to start the split. So I, I think it is surprising that they went 3-0. I, I was certainly shocked. Um, and then they looked 
decent while doing it. I know you just flamed the shit out of them, but uh, and maybe it's just Seraphine's busted and no one else has picked up on it yet, or, or you know, some stuff like that. But I don't know. I was I was legitimately like happy with with their wins. I, 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 they... I was impressed by it compared to the last split for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing is like last split they were the eighth place team, one better than TSM and Immortals in like the fucking monkey knife fight. <laughs> that is the bottom of the LCS. <laughs> like, this is an improvement. They look good. And that's why I think... I, I thought that's when you're saying they're overrated and their narrative's going to die. Your, your point was going to be, like, they're going to turn back into a pumpkin. You know, like, that's well, that's where I thought you were going with that. My, I was going was, like, you know, the narrative is stupid and it's going to die because their ceiling is sixth place. Like, they're not breaking it in the top six of this league. What do you think the narrative is right now? That CLG is a team that can get higher than eighth place in this league. That, that's what the, I think the narrative is. Uh, I mean, okay, so also I was looking at the topics, right? And I'm looking at everyone like, oh, CLG, CLG can win Worlds. CLG can like get top three and they're going to you know make it out of groups. And I'm like, CLG will never make Worlds, not with this roster, not, not this season at least. They need a lot more time. And I don't think like, I, I'm, you're going to watch them next week, right? They're, they're playing FlyQuest. That, that's like a coin flip. And they're going to get stomped by evil geniuses because... I mean, Elo Genius is the best well, team in the league. No, no, no. The first caller actually said I should run it down. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, we'll oh okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the week after that, they're going to get stomped by Cloud9 and, and Team Liquid. So, Okay, so you read some narratives from some CLG fans and thought that was the prevailing sentiment. I see the Whoa. confusion. Vulcan, what... What is your opinion on CLG? Have you scrimmed them at all? Do you think they're frauds and this was just like they, they had some good stage games and that's it? Like, I don't know what your read is on them. We scrimmed them, yeah. Um, I don't remember. It was all the blur in scrims last week. Um, <laughs> we were, yeah, it was all the blur. You don't um, remember playing with Cody, son? You don't remember what your scrims were last week? Are you just like fucked up half the time in practice? <laughs> he said he's big chilling right don't now. He's not even, yeah, he's just. <laughs> relaxing don't expose me like that um no but i mean i don't know they'll they won't be they won't make worlds right i don't, I don't know they'll yeah. be top six I, I feel like they can be top six yeah after the four teams and then maybe FlyQuest. i, mean, I feel like they can maybe compete with FlyQuest. Um, yeah it's a coin flip with FlyQuest clg I yeah so i think, think clg the the easy way the narrative should be clg is impressive in relation to clg uh, like that, that yes, is exclusively fair. why people are excited about CLG is because they're I like, mean, you can't compare them to anyone else and feel like they're impressive. You could only compare them to CLG historically and be like, this is really impressive. I fucking rank them 10th and you guys are shitting on them so hard that suddenly I'm like defending them. Look at the, the budgets of the top four teams in the league. Like, okay. Yeah. They're not going to compete against them, but if they're in the fifth, sixth slot, like that's, that's pretty good. That's like for what they're spending on the fact that it's it's a lot of younger guys like not really having like contracts is the veteran on that team you know it's not like they they've gotten a bunch of like over the hill mediocre players to get fifth six the way Mark, that like, I would, teams were doing back in the day I would agree with you if I felt as though like the bottom teams were at all impressive right now right like I especially after this weekend it's really hard to look at. At least, I mean, setting up. I, mean, I don't want to get speak it to try to get me fired, but I don't like T TSM looks really not great. Immortals looks disastrous. Like I, I just it's it's hard to look at some of these bottom Dignitas with zero three. Like it's Cloud hard to look at some of these bottom teams and like golden fucking guardians who CLG beat. If if CLG ends up on top of like the stack of like 
pretty mediocre shit at the bottom of the league. I don't know. Like, cool, I guess. Good for them that they're not they're at the top instead of the bottom of it. But like it's hard to to get really pumped about it. I would feel better like I I'm excited about the top half of this league. I'm not excited at all about the bottom half of the league. And and this weekend only kind of made me feel even more strongly about that. Travis, the narratives are dying. Gaffer doesn't care about CLG improving from eighth place to fifth. Dokla coming in, restarting his career now. Doesn't care about the improvements of contracts no longer chain inting. No, you know, I like don't. I care about evil geniuses and JoJo and Danny. And like maybe Vulcan a little bit, but mostly JoJo and Danny. Um, like that's the good narrative. Like that is the good narrative. And if Team Liquid finally does Those, something, the only two NA talent on the on the lineup, JoJo and Danny, young NA. That actually happened in an article, I think, where they were like, "Oh, with their NA talent, JoJo and Danny." And I was like, I'm here too. No, no, no. You're from Canada. That's yeah, not French, North America, right? specifically French Where's Canada. JoJo? French Canada yeah, does not count like, as North America. That's kind of you. Oh, yeah. okay, you okay. talent, baby. Push out them all. But no, I care. I care more about the the EG stuff. I care about like is hundred T hundred T as uh, Parth pointed out is like one of the only teams to maintain the same roster over the course of like three splits and fucking forever. Like that's really interesting. I think Mark, your point about it, will Team Liquid finally like how long can Team Liquid be second and third with like the most expensive rosters bringing back Bjergsen? Like that stuff I care about. Like if CLG ends up sixth, like. Hey, now we don't talk about whether or not they should or shouldn't be in the league. Like, congratulations! <laughs> like, they they don't no one thinks they should get the boot anymore. I like, think, I think that's a I win for CLG, should. but I don't think that's like that's like oh my god, everybody, you got to tune into the LCS to see CLG get sixth this summer. It's gonna be fire. I think you should applaud dumpster fires for putting themselves out. <laughs> 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 I mean, I kind of agree with that take, yeah, because it's like it's miserable to be in in that team when you're tenth place and and you know losing every game. It's I like think coming out of the dumpster and like beating the other dumpster teams, it's not bad. You should you should take that and like, sure, but then on the back, it's yeah, it's tough. You deserve a pet. It's cool, but I feel like people are just swapping the fire, right? Like Golden Guardians, who in the past I've been really impressed with, they were able to build the core of this hundred T team, et cetera, et cetera. Like they're like coaches that's our future uh old na talent you know i and i love akadia i love stick say but it's just like it's sad to see that team go from like rather inspiring moves to like the the old clg moves or clg style right like it's just yeah like that's the type of stuff where i'm like cool i guess we've we've just switched i don't, I don't know i just uh, think sorry oh you can go ahead my mind I was just gonna say, I think after CLG goes one and three in their next four games, like no one's gonna be even thinking about them anymore. It's just gonna be like, oh, remember that one good week they had, and then I'm barely thinking about them right now. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm playing them next week, so. <laughs> you you should int one one game to them, Vulcan. Just submit this guy's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a good chance. We have a better chance at least on making it to Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the long con. Uh, this is. Okay, Somewhat man. unrelated and just mostly a stupid meme question, but uh, you had your like McDonald's Vulcan tweet. Uh, two things. One, I want to do a segment. I, mean, I haven't really pitched my producers on this yet, but where you know, there's like the concession stands where like fans get their their uh, food for watching the LCS. Yeah, I want 
I want to one. Well, I wish you could do it at a real McDonald's, but there's no way that's going to happen. I want to do a bit where you're actually working the concession stand, see if fans recognize you as <laughs> the NA talent Vulcan. Uh, I, I don't know what. So. I, do you have the, any fast experience? Fans? Yeah. No. I feel like if we put you in a, a, like a the riot catering outfit with a hat on and like a headset like the one you're wearing right now, and you just like really bet it, bet it on, no one have any idea it's you. No, I feel like they would because I get recognized at airports sometimes with like oh, during yeah? COVID times with the mask on. So I feel like, especially if they see me in an LCS studio, I feel like they might put <laughs> two and two together. You think so? Maybe. <laughs> Shit. Mark, yeah, listen. This, maybe this won't work. That uh, idea sucks. What we should really do is make a video with the pigeon from 2016 in it. You know, like they don't. Yeah. I don't think we should do something relevant to any current memes. Like we, we need to create a random lab video with a pigeon in it. Uh, okay. Well, Emerson. the other thing I was going to ask was, did you ever, did, was there ever an interview about that? Like that whole fucking thing when Reggie tweeted that, like, I, I, I don't think I ever heard like honest, like what was your reaction to that shit when that went down? Cause it was, it was like the, the imports, imports, imports thing just took over for two or three months. Yeah. Mark Travis wants nothing but to get me out of here right now. Can I do my shot? Right. Well, Mark, well, normally Mark is like, okay, let's go. We're going to the next caller, et cetera. And then Mark's just like, Vulcan, I, I was just wondering, I, like, have you ever I'm had. Taking over uh, the call. We can, kick, we can kick him if you want. I don't care. If I don't want to kick him. I'm just uh, saying we're just, we're all over the place. Go ahead, Mark. I, normally, I'm the one that I feel like you want me to move along. So let's take your next question, Mark, whatever you want. I just asked him the question. Yeah, okay. Am I Go allowed to, can I reply, Travis? Yes, I will allow. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I did, I did a few interviews, but um, I remember when he tweeted that, because I think it was a quote retweet that he did, or maybe it was a reply. He replied to my tweet, and then I got a notification on my phone. I remember I was in the C9 house on the couch, and all, like, all the boys were chilling on the couch. We were probably watching something. And then I saw it pop on my phone, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Reggie just said blah 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 and then I passed my phone around and people were like looking at it and like looking it up on their phone like wow he actually said this and then that's that's what happened I mean I was pretty shocked I was pretty shocked yeah that he like yeah that was a pretty ballsy tweet from him yeah I I think it was the beginning of the end in some ways I have a question uh Vulcan how did the ratio reply to every double lift video hitting YouTube happen because every time he promotes a YouTube video you instantly show up <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, I think I just, I did it once, like for fun, because sometimes, you know, sometimes you test the waters and like try to ratio someone and see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, every time I do it, it's an instant ratio and it gets a lot of impressions. It's like kind of a business, I'm thinking about it in a business way. It's like, oh, I got I you. My, my profile out there, you know, people will follow me. Yeah. Stuff like that. Peter's a business opportunity. Yeah. Can definitely so. relate. Okay. Everest, anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Yeah, shout out Alienware, Grubhub, uh, shout out the hit show Arcane on Netflix, uh, Thunder LDG, Operative, Eugenius K, the Igham, and uh, the previous caller, Sharmutha, to get you guys to say bitch in Arabic repeatedly on stream. What? Sharmutha? That means bitch in Arabic. Oh, great. Fantastic. Glad to know. That's really cool, man. Thanks. Thank you so much, Everest, for the call. We'll get to the next one. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. There's um, the fan experience for you, Vulcan. There was, there was always one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to uh, Acronym, Avura, and Darth Nomi for the subs. Darth Nomi, thank you for the two years. Really appreciate it. 
Uh, all right, Mark is grabbing our next caller. Uh, em- Emrys, thank you for the prime. Fantastic. Uh, Fiska is here. Fiska, does your name, is it a swear word in another language? No, no, it means fuck in Portuguese. Okay. What do you, where are you, where are you calling from? From Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to say Inspire and Jojo will dominate NA for years to come. Uh, they are the current best and with the biggest margin of improvement. And TL mid-jungle cannot compete with them. Awesome. Okay. Uh, why do you feel any particular reason why you feel this way? I mean, they are the youngest ones. Like they have the biggest margin of improvement. Like that's it. If you look at all the other mid laners, they are all old. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> They're old. I got you. Okay, um, Mark, we've been going with Vulcan first. So why don't you kick this off so he can play off of you? I mean, the the for years to come thing. I think is interesting because you never know who else is going to like come up in the scene. Like maybe Kenvi dominates. In another team environment, not Immortals. Another universe. <laughs> yeah, in another timeline where he didn't go to that team. I don't know. Uh, like you never know the, the, the future, but I do think the point about like um, the, people forget Inspired twenty or did he turn twenty one? I forget. 20. But he turned yeah, twenty recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so he's super young. Like of course, obviously everyone knows Danny's or JoJo's young. So like. I do agree that they obviously have quite the future ahead of them. I was—I didn't know if it was a hot take or not that they were the best mid-jungle 2v2 in the league right now or not. Um, obviously, I think people will look at Bjergsen and Santorin. Santorin. And in theory, Jensen and Blabber, but that didn't really look like it thus far. I, I was also just going to get like a heat check on uh, on that from, from Vulcan. Um, I think they're... I mean, in my eyes, they're clearly the best mid jungle. Um, Jojo and Inspired in LCS. I think, I think Inspired is straight up much better than Centaur, and he's like, Inspired is like a god, and he's he always knows what he wants to do, and he always is relevant in games, and he is very communicative about what he wants his team to do, and he, he's very good at like telling people what to do to kind of line up with with his play and stuff. So I think he's really really good, and I think. Jojo was always the best laner in LCS like the whole year, even when he just started. I think he's he was the best laner, and he still is. And his biggest weakness was in team fights he would sometimes int it, uh, sometimes as infrequently int it. And it did happen this weekend in the hundred T's game where we had to like fight hundred T's forty five at the Drake because Jojo got caught. But um, he clearly, he has clearly improved on that. Like. Um, throughout the year and he'll keep to I mean he's 17 right he, and he's like in my, he's already the best mid in the LCS and even though he had like that death against Abedaga you could see like how he, he's willing to play the game as a 17 year old mid laner coming against these big names and now like he is as a person I feel like he'll just keep improving and he's already so good so uh, yeah I think they're just the best what, what about the uh, constant flame from inspired Twitter about Jojo <laughs> Oh, he, Jojo is consistently flamed in the office every single day by everyone. <laughs> so it's nothing new. Um, but he, he takes it well and it's to, you know, keep him in check, keep him, keep him grounded. Okay, so that, that's why he can talk so much shit online is because he's already just getting perma-flamed by his own teammates. I guess. Well, I asked Danny in an interview I did this past weekend because I, I really like... I feel like you guys should always interview Jojo and Danny next to them, uh, Mark, because or next to each other. Because you like, especially when they won spring, 
it would be like, okay, Jojo, what are you going to do? You're headed to MSI. He's like, we're going to go there. We're going to fuck up Europe. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to crush everybody. It's going to be amazing. And you go to Danny and Danny's like, I'm there to learn um, and become a better player. And so I just, I love the, I, in the interview, I am like, how does this work? Like, what is this dynamic? He's like, well, we all try to keep Jojo's ego in check. Uh, so it's, I like that it's a team effort to, to try to keep him under control. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Okay, so obviously you two are the best. Expected biased answer as your teammate. Uh, who who else you put up there as the the best mid jungle two v two, um, right now in the LCS? Mm. So let's just go down the list, I guess, with like expected top teams. I don't think other teams are better. Uh, they're probably worse than Centaur and Brixen too. I think. Well, I think Blabber is like up there with Inspired as the best jungler in the LCS and maybe River, but he's not re relevant in this conversation. Um, so Blabber, I think, is really, really good too. Uh, we'll have to see how he does with Jensen, but um, other than who else is there? I th that's that's it, right? I don't know. Yeah, Blabber, Jensen, Santorum, Beer, Closer, Abadaga. Speak on Maple, Maple, maybe? Speak on Maple? I could see that. I, I feel like they might be pretty good. I've heard, or I've seen a lot of good things from Maple, and he seems pretty smart. Speak, uh, it seems like he's having a better split than he had last split, so I could see it, but yeah. I don't know. All right. Thank you so much, Faceka, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, just shout out to you all and uh, to Guilhoto that is here sometimes and is from Portugal as well. Thank you again for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right, uh, taking a quick break to talk about Grubhub. We love Grubhub. They are amazing. Uh, we have a code. If you are new to Grubhub, new, N-E-W, and then Travis, T-R-A-V-I-S, uh, will get you a, a nice discount whenever you sign up for the service. Uh, let me actually make sure that the, the code is in the Twitch chat. Uh, no, we've got the old one before in there. I'll get it updated. Uh, but it'll also be in the YouTube description. So if you haven't ever used Grubhub before, please use that code NEWTRAVIS, uh, N-E-W-T-R-A-V-I-S, and it will be fantastic um, for, for us as they will see that you guys are using that. Uh, and I just want to say, again, I know a lot of people really enjoyed having uh, Hotline League at Spring Finals. Uh, we are already hoping, hoping, early discussions, maybe I shouldn't say, but we're hoping to do something more this year, you know, maybe looking at summer, maybe looking at worlds, no promises, but it was really cool that they allowed us to do that. And so stay tuned for more information as we figure out what everything's going to look like throughout the rest of the year. But I think it's really cool to have uh, a partner who really wants to help us do some, you know, they enable us to do some really cool stuff. It's not just about the checks. It's, it's about the really cool partnership and the value and everything that they can bring us. Um, even even if some people would say sponsorships value equals money, that is not what we believe here at TGI. Anyway, thank you so much uh, to Grubhub for sponsoring the show, and we'll catch you next time. All right, uh, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Thank you to ProStar21, St. Louis Slayer. St. Louis Slayer for four years, 48 months, thank you. Uh, Mr. Berito, thank you for the prime. Slowbro's here. Slowbro, where are you calling from? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. But did you go to uh, did you go to our show whenever we did it in St. Louis? 
Uh, no, I actually didn't start playing League until like six months after that. So. Well, unfortunately, I missed the only event that will so ever be. Be careful, St. Louis Slayer is in the chat somewhere. And you yes, suck, exactly. So you yes. Yes. <laughs> be careful. Uh, what do you What do you want to talk about on the show, Slowbro? Uh, is C9 doomed with an autofill support and loss of Spring Split MVP Summon? And would Vulcan have saved Korea 9? Oh my god. Marcus, anyone excited for this league this year? Everyone's just dooming. Everyone's you just and I had this conversation. We're like, we got to make Hotline League a little bit more positive. You know, the comments are about how negative we've been. Every caller is just like, this shit's doomed. Okay, so, uh, Slowbro, why, why do you think C9 is doomed? Uh, I mean, I think getting rid of Summit is kind of a mistake. Obviously, Zen will probably be an upgrade, but I don't know if it'll be enough because Fudge is looking good, but I don't think he can carry the team the way that Summit was before he got super camped with no resources. So you you, just, you have a general lack of faith? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then your what was the, the part about Vulcan? Uh, would Vulcan have saved Korea 9 if he had stayed on the team instead of, like, the worst? When you say save Korea 9, do you mean, like, LS would still be there because Vulcan was there? Or do you mean, like... When some the wouldn't have been there, Vulcan would have been there. The split. Yeah. Uh, I mean, either, I guess. It, it could also be, like, would Vulcan have either been willing to be there with LS as a coach? Like, would he have been down for that experiment? Or, yeah, do you think he could have stopped the initial implosion, I guess? Vulcan, let me give you a tip. Don't say you wouldn't have been willing to work with LS. It is a really bad idea for your engagement. Uh, well, maybe your negative engagement. Uh, yes. Slowbro, what do you think... Really quickly, what do you think? Would Vulcan have been able to save uh, Korea 9? Uh, I mean, I think it would have been much better. Their support was pretty, pretty bad, right? One of, if not the worst supports in the league. So do you think they would have saved? Or he would have saved? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. All right. Vulcan, you want to start us off? Yes. Do you want to start with the, the LS one or the, the current li lineup one? Uh, so to get it out of the way, I would have no problem working with LS. Uh, yeah. Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> unless, I mean, unless he proves to not work out with the team, then obviously if, he, if it could be anyone and I would have a problem working with anyone. But anyway, next. Um, um, would I have said Clown9? Probably. I think so, because I think they were even looking like very good for a while. And um, their weakest point was support. And I already had the pre-existing synergy with Fudge and Blabber, and I would have made Bot also win lane instead of losing lane. Um, and then Summit would have less pressure on his shoulders to 1v9, you'd probably see him in less. So um, maybe I would have saved C9. I don't know if we would have beat EG with whatever other support they would have, probably, because he's not me. Um, Okay, and then what was the uh, broader question again, Slowbro, if you want to reiterate? Uh, do you think C9 is doomed for this split with Zven and uh, no longer having Summit? So, uh, did you get to watch the games this weekend from, from C9 Vulcan? Or were you, I don't know, prepping or whatever? I watched... I played one of them against them and watched... Yeah. I didn't watch the Golden Guardians one. What was the other game they played? Uh, I'd have to look it up. I was just actually doing a blame game on it. I can't believe I can't fucking remember. Uh, TL. TL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, 
are they doomed with Sven coming in and Berserker coming back? Is is it the, the take or the question? I, I, yeah, I think the idea is Summit's gone. Yeah, uh, Summit was MVP and was good. Is Summit leaving now and Sven coming back and to an off roll and all the stuff? Are they doomed now? Do you have faith that they will make it to Worlds? I guess is a good way of putting it. I think they could. I mean, I think they'll be obviously a very different team with Fudge compared to Summit because he has a very different playstyle and Fudge won't into the game as Summit was doing in playoffs. Um, and it'll be much more reliable, but he also won't have the pop-off moments that you saw from Summit, so they'll be a different team. I think I could see them play through balling a lot, and I could actually see Sven be a very good support. Um, I mean, everyone knows that best supports were ADCs before, just like me. I was going to be like, wait that, a minute. But now you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play in Dignitas as an ADC, but I played with uh, uh, French-Canadian lineups as an ADC, you know, so... Uh, I think Sven will be good. He's good mechanically. Uh, yes, synergy with with Blabber. I think they'll be like pretty good at getting on the same page, and I think they'll know how to win games. So I could see them being good. Um, to have faith that they'll make worlds, very I don't know, so hard to say. But I don't think they're doomed at all. Okay, I was going to ask about how they looked in the like mid to late game in team situations, because obviously King and Destiny are not Berserker and Sven, assuming Sven is is decent. Like, they made a lot of mistakes. In your game, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the, the king doubled deaths to the packages late game, just running over them. And, like, yeah. that was... Yeah, Riot has to make the package more visible as a, like, I was, as a side yeah, note. It's rewatching crazy. that. It's happened yeah. to me before. The package is so hard to see sometimes in the river. Uh, so, I mean, I feel bad for, for king there, it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I did see that, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that was a game where they had, like, a uh, 6,000 gold lead, I think, over you guys. And, like, I think their comp was going to struggle into yours no matter what because it was, like, double rangey poke things and they had no real CC or whatever. So even though the Fjord popped off once, it was, like, that's the only way they win fights. But the next two games were what actually concerned me, where, like, the Golden Guardians game, they just did so much bad shit where, like, Blabber went for this really whack gank in the bot lane that was never going to work. On allowed the other team to get Harold with Kale. <laughs> you have like Yone, Orn, Lilia, and the Kale team. I forget what, what else they had. It was like Kale LeBlanc. Can't remember the jungler. But like, it, it, I was just surprised at like, oh, you just get a free Rift Herald now that they could then use That's to go Wukong, I think. Yeah, Wukong. And then like they their bot lane got two v two kills, and the, the Herald goes bot and blows that open. Like the game was just like it was a disaster. And then the TL game, they, they pretty much just got rolled uh pretty convincingly and like they're they're making mistakes like the 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 one that really killed me was the engage on dragon where the team was just like we don't want to stop stacking dragons and we don't have control so we're just gonna turbo sprint into river and hope we kill someone that this fight went bad and it just like there's enough other things that don't look good for me that i am a little concerned about them i know it's early in in the split this is totally an overreaction but like do you think that they should be worried beyond like, oh, we brought in a better bot lane. There we go. Now we won't run down river for a fight because I'm sure Destiny and King were calling that one. Um, well, the thing is, if you're going to argue that King and Destiny were like more bad and that they were like um, holding the team back and um, like not having prior or whatever, not winning lane and stuff, then it makes the game very different to how you usually would play it. And then it makes people 
kind of be like the same argument as it was with Summit earlier where he was inting because he felt pressured to carry the game. Um, it becomes like that for Blabber, who's a very proactive player and he sees his ball and losing. He's definitely going to like have the, in the back of his mind, like, if I don't pop off, who's going to carry this game kind of thing. And what I want to get to is that it's sometimes teams kind of forget how to win and they'll do some random shit and it'll look very silly. And then if you are able to like change the lineup, have the, the other ball coming in and now they, they have prio now and you can go back to pushing bot, getting dragon, um, you know, have prio for rift, right? The, 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 like winning lane is so important in the current meta and especially balling. It allows you to do so much and support is OP, right guys? So <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't look at the weekend too much. Uh, I feel like they were, they were just struggling in scrims. They didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to draft probably. And, It'll be. I feel like they'll be completely different now with the new players. So. Are you excited to face off against Sven? Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I'm sad I won't play him for a long time. It's gonna be the last game of the split, but it'll, it'll be fun. I, I'm gonna ban Senna probably because he's very good at Senna, and then I'll see what what other champs he plays. I, I I'm excited to see what he plays. Yeah, yeah. It's November that you guys can face off, but uh, earlier. Yeah. but it's cool. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Slowbro, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the last caller? Uh, yeah, just shout out to the EG Beach Fix. Looking real good, Vulcan. Thank you for the, thank you for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right, Mark is off to grab the last caller. Okay, uh, should be here in just a second. Quick shout out to I think I shouted about Mister Burrito, but just in case, thank you for the prime. Always appreciate it. Uh, I have some interviews I'll be wearing, airing after the show is done on stream, some early ones. So if folks want to see that, stick around. Main guy is here. Main guy, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm a French Canadian, but I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. French Canadian calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about the fact that I think Lost still being in the league is just like one of the worst acquisitions of the offseason. And the fact that Wild Turtle is not starting on a team is just a travesty. Okay, first off, we don't use that word. Secondly, oh. Mark, another oh, negative color. Okay, uh, main guy, um, what, okay, so Lost, Lost is, it's a disaster. What, um, why, why are you such a Lost hater and a Wild Turtle lover? Uh, well, so first of all, I think Wild Turtle has just always shown that he's a like top 480 carry in the league when he's been here. I think with Destiny, he wasn't quite able to show off last year. I think Immortals had a lot more organizational problems than just whatever their AD carries were. And the fact that they were splitting time between him and Arrow was not a good sign. Uh, and the fact that they brought in Ignar, I think he would just complement Wild Turtle's playstyle so much more. Uh, as far as loss goes, he's been on three different teams. He's always been maybe bottom 280 carries in the league throughout all of that time. And I think he's just consistently shown that he's not able to reach those peaks that he was able to do when he was in the OCE League, where he was very good, don't get me wrong. But I think he no longer has, I don't know if it's the killer mentality or whatever it is, but he's not able to play on that line. And he seems very afraid to push himself the way he did back in that league. Okay. Mark, you want to start with Lost or Wild Turtle? Uh, I think we start with Lost. I'm... I think the, the call is going a little hard. I wouldn't flame Lost quite that much, but I was surprised at like the 
trade that happened, I guess, that between Golden Guardians and Immortals and like uh, that whole situation where like they're bringing in Kenvi and Ignar, it felt like they were going like trying to make a move. And I guess like Lost to me wasn't significantly better than Turtle or was it? Well, I should say, I don't think it was really much better at all than, than Turtle or Arrow, which were not great either. So it just seemed like a, a random side grade to me, unless it was like Ignar wanted to play with him or what, but like, uh, it was it was definitely just a, a weird transition there with Six A also coming back in, uh, who I think he's looked okay so far. To be fair, I, I, I kind of like how Six A's looking. You think it was a thing where Immortals was like, Lost is like, I'm not playing with Wild Turtle or or, or Arrow, and they're like, Don't you mean, worry. You mean Ignar said that. Yeah, yeah. Ignar says that, and then. Uh, they're like, don't worry, we'll get you somebody else. He's like, okay, cool, I'll side. And then, well, Ignar played with Turtle on FlyQuest, and they also had the the Poe FlyQuest Turtle or Ignar angle. So I was like, I thought they were just getting FlyQuest back together. So that was, that was random to me. Yeah. I don't know. I was mostly just joking, but I do, I yeah, I can understand why if you're trying to. I mean, that FlyQuest roster was pretty good, so it feels like it would have fit pretty well. I yeah, know. I would yeah. thought so. Is is Turtle uh, off the roster? Did they release him, or could he just pop back on at any point in time? Mm -hmm. Let me look this up. Uh, LCS, you guys can keep talking. Well, you look that up, yeah. uh, Vulcan. What do you what do you think about all these? Like, it's like we're kind of talking about five bot laners at once between Stix A, Loss, I guess yeah. four Turtle yeah. <laughs> and uh, Arrow. Like, what was what was your perception of all this? I think Stix A squad is good. I think I don't know. I think Loss and Waterloo are both. I don't think they're bad. I think they're they're fine or good. I think Loss did his job. In the, I, I didn't think he was like that bad i don't know if he i don't know maybe i missed something but i, I thought he thought he's fine i do think from like a immortals management perspective i also think it's quite weird they didn't just keep turtle just because as far as i know ignore and turtle are good friends and ignore wants to play with wild turtle from what i've heard and like you said did they have like the FlyQuest uh old boys thing well, you can't play with him now because I just looked it up and he's no longer at all on the roster. They completely released. I mean, I guess they could resign him, but you would think like if there was a chance, like he would not have just been hard dropped. So, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but uh, I don't know. I also think Waterloo and Loss is pretty similar in level, and then you have Ignar, who, as far as I know, wanted to play with him. So it's weird. That is odd. That is very strange. Okay. Uh, so Mark, do you kind of going back to the original take? Do you think it's a it's terrible that Lost is in and Wild Turtles out, or do you think it's like kind of whatever? Because it seems like you think of them in a pretty similar sense. Uh, I think it's weird given that you already had one guy under contract. I I just like I don't know who was like no we're not playing with Turtle again. Was was it revenge? <laughs> was it was Kenby coming over? Because I heard Kenby like kind of saw the roster by the time he came over there or something, uh, which is why he was like down to go there. I don't know exactly what went down, but it it seemed weird to me because it seems like kind of a side move. And at least in the past, orgs when something's not like a upgrade or or something in the off season, I, it feels like they're just more than happy to sit with their their current lineup. Really? I disagree. Well, between spring and summer, I mean. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. What? I, it's hard to say, main guy, if like it's the... I guess on my end, it's hard to feel very as strongly about as you do because I kind of agree with Vulcan and Mark where it felt like both Turtle and 
Lost had okay performances. It sounds like you're kind of more up on Wild Turtles performances than Mark and Vulcan are, though. I just mean historically as well, right? So maybe the spring flit is a bad way or a bad judgment for it, which, again, it's more recent, so maybe it holds more weight. But over the last couple of years, Wild Turtle has had higher highs than Lost has. Lost went from TSM, where he basically only excelled, from my memory, on the poke virus. Then I don't really, like... On Golden Guardian's last split, like, he didn't do ex exceptionally well at any point in the league. And then they, like, personally, I feel Golden Guardian's clearly had an upgrade, and I think that's pretty undisputed that Sticks A is not only performing better already, even though, like, it's a three-game sample size, but, like, has more engagement with the team, has a larger voice, and was just kind of an upgrade overall. Whereas I feel it's pretty established as well because when Wild Turtle and Ignar were together on FlyQuest, like, they made worlds. And I think in that league which was right before he played for Immortals, he was perhaps like top three he carries in the entire league and everybody kind of saw him up there and that bottom duo together was extremely strong. Eh. <laughs> Did you say eh? Was that yeah. your response? <laughs> extremely I, strong. I don't know if I've ever had a caller just be like, here's my thoughtful, <laughs> elaborate examples. Well, and then I guess just goes eh. <laughs> Yeah. All right, thanks, main guy. Fuck off. That's it. It's okay. My whole family's French. I'm used to that. <laughs> That's how we are, yeah. But no, I was just like thinking the last thing that I heard, and I was aimed at um, the fact that they were extremely strong. But I did lose to them in the world's qualifying series and then not make worlds. So um, maybe that's fair. But no, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, go ahead. Pardon me. I think uh, Wild Turtle has shown strongest when he's able to play aggressively, when he's able to play forward. And I think Ignar just really pushes that style. And I think that that's where the two of them excel. And that's why they complement each other. And that's why I think them as a duo is extraordinary. Or maybe not extraordinary, but like top four in the league. And I just feel that Lost on his performances does not play with that, would not mesh stylistically with Ignar and like just clearly i just i don't understand the the ideology between why immortals went that direction well thank you so much main guy for the call anything you want to shout out before we start to wind down the show uh yeah uh, shout out les remparts quebec i hope they uh, get an nhl team and shout out alienware i work for an architecture firm and we use their computers to do some high-end rendering and i'm looking to get myself a new one so let's use that travis code eh awesome thank Thanks. you so much Love to hear it. Thanks, main guy. Have a, have a good rest of your evening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay. We've been very positive so far, Vulcan. Definitely not negative at all this episode. Who do you think are the two teams that are going to miss playoffs? Oh, wow. Um, let me pull up the teams here. Mark, who do you think are the... T I guess you power ranked. Which ones did you have? Well, I, I fucking jumped off my CLG last place position. Oh, they're winning worlds, yeah. So not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, like, I saw enough to be like, they're not the worst team in the league. Well, and, after like, this they weekend, were, who would you say? After now? this weekend, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And then also, I heard that they had a really good team environment last split when they were eighth and, like, not doing that well. So, like, they're, they're not a team that's, like, going to, like, I think, like, tilt 
uh, and then just like ruin their split. So I'm more worried about Immortals, who I had ninth, and I still feel okay about them at ninth. Um, mm -hmm. Dig, I don't know if I want to believe they're that shit. Like, who did they? Who did Dig play? Did they play hard opponents. Why are they zero three? They played they CLG. Terrible? They played TL, and they played Hundred Thieves. Okay, so they played a world champion and the other two best teams in North America. Yes. Yes. Okay, I I can see them being I can see them being one and two or zero three at the end of that week. Maybe maybe I I'm pretty down back. on Golden Guardians. I feel like Golden Guardians and IMT are the likely suspects. Yeah, if I had to pick two right now, it's probably Immortals and Golden Guardians. It's hard. I think maybe Immortals. Yeah, they look pretty terrible. And then <laughs> it is a toss up for me between Dig and. Golden Guardians. I have more faith in Golden Guardians than Dig. Like maybe Dig will miss out. Peter Dunn in the chat says TSM. I think the like... side is pretty good. They're balling. Looks a bit suspect. But I have faith in their top side to at least make top eight. Well, I think my uh, take last week was they need to do well early on, otherwise things will go sideways. Because if. Uh... If you, I feel like if we, this is hyperbole, please. Nobody read too much into this. But my joke would be that like halfway through the split, if TSM's not looking good, uh, you have Speaker just start watching the other teams mostly to find out which one he wants to join in the off season, and then Hooney just is, starts figuring out what his retirement plan is with the money that he's been able to filter. I don't know. I I TSM. I I they are the team in this league that I feel has the wildest amount of variance for me in the summer in terms of where they could be and where they they might end up. So, do you ever look at what Peter Dunn says online and wish he didn't say that, like <laughs> the Danny thing, or I don't know. I feel like he's so active in Twitch chats and and online and Reddit threads. He's just always gassing you guys up. Um, I thought the Danny thing was funny, yeah. But other than that, I don't pay too much attention to it. I think it's I think it's cool because I think the fans like having like the mm, like perspective from someone that's in there, and he, he's interacting a lot with them. So I think that's cool. I don't mind it very much, no. Uh, Vulcan, I don't know how much you watched this past weekend, but and this is maybe something that they don't really realize or that's not public. So hopefully, I'm not in trouble for disclosing it. I know it's very big deal. But the LCS got a new stylist, and so everyone had new apparel. Oh. And yeah, I don't, sorry. I, I felt like some of it was a little hit or miss. I don't know if there were any that stood out to you, or if you noticed the changes. I remember, weekend. I remember Jet and maybe it was Freak. They were both wearing like gray grandpa <laughs> sweaters that they might wear to like a family reunion kind of thing. <laughs> I thought they looked out of place and they, they, it was like the same color scheme. So you were just looking at gray. That's uh, yeah. we're going, we're going for a funeral for, <laughs> for the teams. Uh, well, at least I didn't get shaded. I don't know. I thought, you were, I, I, I thought you were, you were fairly neutral, Mark. There were some that I thought were really great and some where I was like, oh my God. Um, and I won't say who, cause I don't want to like. I think it's kind of shitty to go in on people's appearances or whatever, but like, I really hope there was there's some iteration between week one and week two. Um, on the topic of fashion, Vulcan, are you one of those people who's dropping like twenty thousand dollars on your shoes? No. 
Okay, because I asked what you did to like relax and stuff, and you said you went on walks. And so I'm trying to figure out what you're blowing your fat stacks on from EG's payroll. What 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 is the Vulcan money go to? Real estate. <laughs> you're, you're a responsible investor. What are you doing? In real estate, or what? Do you, what do you mean? I, I just mean like, I, what I are you guess... doing with your money? You're, you're investing it responsibly. You're supposed to be like blowing well, it. Well, we don't know where the real shit. estate is. If I, it's I, like swampland okay, in Florida. I played FIFA last year, and I spent like three k on opening packs. That was my that's my low. But other that's, than that, that was like the worst thing I spent money on. That's Honestly, not even that bad. If you, disgusting. If you I Afro, cannot imagine anyone sp playing if, a video game and, and spending that much money opening packs of things. Jesus, get it together. Travis. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, God. I, I, would, I would have guessed you were, you were deeper into something. Real estate? Yeah. Okay. Let's wipe down cool. the show. Mark, what do you want to plug? uh actual blame games coming back this week um c9 is the topic similar to one of the conversations we had here um i won't spoil any more than that i still haven't recorded it yet but i have the script done uh other than that i don't really think we have anything going on anything am i missing oh players i guess watch out for the channel for players review with me and travis we'll record that tomorrow yeah i've got a whole slew of things here. I'll, I'll, I'll save them for after Vulcan. What do you want to shout out? I want to shout out the LCS for giving me a job. Wow. It's really fun. <laughs> and the owners who allow me to not be minimum salary. You would buy a lot less FIFA packs if you were working yes. at McDonald's right now. That's well, true. maybe I wouldn't and I would be broke. <laughs> <laughs> It turns your irresponsible spending into pocket change. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, some big shout-outs. So I have a ton of content hitting this week. So I did eight interviews this past weekend, and they're all bangers. Well, maybe two of them aren't, but almost all of them are bangers. Uh, the speaker one's already out. Uh, I will be doing a thing tomorrow with Mark where we talk about players. He just mentioned that. Uh, and then also on Wednesday on this channel, I believe at five Pacific, I will be for fantasy book lovers. I will be interviewing Brian McClellan, who is a, he was a student of Brandon Sanderson. He writes uh, the powder mage series for those that are familiar. And he has a new book that is coming out tomorrow. Um, and so I'm interviewing him about that. It'll hit the fantasy book channel. So there'll be finally an update on the uh, fantasy book channel. Either way, that's what we got going on this week at TGI. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff hidden. Uh, so thank you to everybody for watching. Thank you, Vulcan, for coming on. Vulcan, here's what. Here's the backstory, guys. I tried to get Vulcan on, I think, last year or beginning of this year, and I was told he has no interest whatsoever. And then after he lifted the trophy uh, in spring and he was in a good mood, I said, Vulcan, now that you're in the good mood, can I ask you if you'll come on Hotline League? And he said yes and so then i was like great and so then i pestered him uh and we were able to make it happen so i'm glad it finally came through do you regret saying yes in your good mood now that you're more even keeled no this is fun i had a good time awesome. i'll come back if i get the chance to of course fantastic well i'm sure we'd love to have you back it was fun it's always great to yeah. have a player on so uh especially a well-spoken one actually Thank can you i get can i get oh. one of the new the new book that's dropping tomorrow? can i get one of those do you want me to give you it <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Do you read I, fantasy? Yeah, I do. 
Okay. I will purchase it and give it to you. How much? Oh, are, don't. Oh, no, no, no. That's how okay. much of the Cosmere have you read? Uh, a lot of it. I haven't read Warbreaker. I, I didn't finish. I got through half of it, but I didn't like it too much. I read all the Stormlight Archive. Oh shit! I didn't know you're you're a reader. How yeah. can there's stuff in Stormlight from Warbreaker? So it's interesting to me that you, you didn't. Oh, well, it, all, it all kind of interacts, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. I didn't like that one too much. Also, I read um, the first book that Sanderson wrote. I forget the name. Elantris? Elantris. Oh, oh, man, that's I a I thought that one. one was very good, even though it was like kind of rough. I really, really enjoyed that one. Oh, you really? You you liked yeah. it more than Warbreaker? Yes. He hasn't read Warbreaker. No, no I he did. just he said he read I, half of it and then, and then... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't like Warbreaker either. I, yeah, neither I did Mark. Know. Yeah, you're feeding Mark. I thought... War, I actually really like Warbreaker. It's usually one of people's favorites, so... Mm. Um, Great. Well, anyway, yes, I will get you a copy of In the Shadow of Lightning by Brian McClellan. I'm sure, actually, I can just get him to send it to you for free because uh, we're talking about it on the show right now. So we'll oh. see. Okay. Anyway, thanks, everyone. That's the show. Thanks, Vulcan, for coming on. Uh, I'll stick stick around, everybody, because I got stuff to show you on stream. Bye.